Hello, everybody, and welcome to another live podcast of the One Word Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Iron Petrie, along with my wife, my better Hello. half. Hello. Star Petrie, and we're so glad to have you. Are you going to be on this podcast with me? I'm glad. I didn't know I was going to be until I was told. No. (laughs) (laughs) Last podcast, and I was like, "Er." (laughs) Um, You had ample time. Because my calendar was full, folks. My calendar was full. Yeah, it is Friday. It is her favorite day. (laughs) Friday is her day. You do not turn Fridays into anything other than what Star Petrie wants. And Damn. so we're so, <laughs> we're so glad to have you on this podcast along with my wife as she sacrifices to be with me uh, on this Friday. <laughs> but no, we're so thankful to have you joining us uh, wherever you are. Perhaps this is your, I know this may be some people's lunch period, maybe where you are, you're working on your phone, in your car, wherever you are. Just welcome and thank you for joining us, taking the time out of your busy schedule on your Friday to uh, have a kind of a midday Pick me up in a midday time in the Word of God as we discuss uh, what God has put on our hearts, and uh, we believe that it will be a blessing to you. All of our family, church family, church members that are uh, sharing these podcasts and are uh, listening to these podcasts and following us, God bless you. Thank you so much. You hear from me on Wednesdays, you hear from me on Sundays, and I'm coming at you again on Friday. Just over and over and over again. But, <laughs> but where you, were you going with that? I don't know. I don't know. Just okay. like, I don't I was know. Like, where is he going with that? I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm, I'm preaching to him all the time. Okay. But it's just trying to offer them opportunities. Uh, the Bible says to me, as a pastor, feed the flock. Amen. So I have to feed the flock, and that's what I'm going to be faithful to do. And just wanting to offer opportunities to you. And uh, once again, like I said, thank you to our congregation. I do want to say this, and I want to make this known also for those of you that are. Uh, are listening to this, and perhaps even who may watch this, even from the state of Florida, you are in our prayers. The uh, yeah. what you guys are enduring and what you're having to to stand against, and and what you're going to be in the in the wake of all of this, the rebuild that many people are going to have to go through and endure. We want to make sure that you know that our prayers are with you. Those that are enduring, I believe it's Hurricane Ian or Ian uh, Ian, I think is Ian. the way they pronounce mm-hmm. it, Ian. And, uh, and so our prayers are with you here in Texas, in the state of Texas, and um, we believe that God is faithful, and, and whatever the devil meant for evil, God will turn it around for good. And so we stand with you guys in the midst of what you're going through and the rebuild that will follow in some areas. And I just thank God, man. He's so good, because uh, I know there are a lot of great people, met a lot of great people in the state of Florida, in the Orlando area, and other areas of Florida, and they're just a blessing. And so I wanted to make sure... Uh, that we send our prayers out to them and, and from our church family to all of you there. Amen? Absolutely. Praise God. Nobody likes natural disasters. I mean, natural disasters, man, it's it's one of those things we, we see so often, huh. you know, and we were dealing with it. It seems like an acceleration of them. Oh, absolutely. Uh, not just here in this country, but also around the world, you're seeing an acceleration of a lot of natural disasters. And, of course, you know, Jesus told us what we were going to experience, what mm-hmm. we were going to see. Yeah. So as children of God, we are, we we kind of face these things differently than maybe the rest of the world because we kind of we do it knowing Absolutely. ahead of time. Yeah. Our Savior left us equipped with the knowledge of what was going to be taking place in our times, and so we can always take comfort in what He has promised us and what He has said. Amen. Well, we want to come on this uh, podcast today and share something with you that I think is so vitally important, and I think I need to give a small, a very small backdrop to why I've chosen this subject today because we've been talking about purpose and we've been talking about destiny and understanding purpose. 
But right in the middle of this week, and I, I know I told the congregation, told you, uh, I preached it to you, I don't know how many times, <laughs> just a casual conversation. But the Holy Spirit, I mean, apprehended me this week uh, with the phrase divine recognition, mm-hmm. uh, what we also call spiritual discernment, if you would. But the ability to recognize and discern the will of God when God is moving, when God is presenting something to you, um, that our lives, our lives, and hear me, child of God, you're in my life, it turns on the ability to recognize when God is moving in your life or when God is presenting a person or an opportunity or a connection event, whatever it may be, when God is making a presentation in your life, our lives turn on our ability to do so. And uh, it became rhema to me. So I I went on Facebook and and shared a Facebook Live about it, very short Facebook Live in the middle of the day, just when it was on me. And um, and then I I ministered uh, it to our congregation on Wednesday night during our Wednesday night Bible study and kind of got into it a little bit more in depth and walked through the Word of God, kind of showing examples of it. And uh, I felt like it was appropriate, and it was the Spirit of God to actually continue with that same subject mm-hmm. on today's podcast. And even though on the podcast we've been talking about purpose, this relates to divine purpose as well. Because if you don't, don't have the capacity and the ability to discern when the Father is moving or when the Father is making a presentation or when God is doing something in your life, quite possibly you can miss whatever he's doing in the time that he's doing it for you. Absolutely. You know, we have this this un, this idea, right, that whatever God has for me is for me. Right. And that's true, okay? His promise is true. His will is true. But there are things, there are aspects of God's plan for our lives that are very much, for lack of a better way to describe it, time-sensitive. That is to say, you don't always have all day (laughs) to try to make up your mind whether or not you're going to obey God. (laughs) You don't always have uh, years to sit back and go, oh, God, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I will. And go back and forth and over all of your insecurities and your feelings and your thoughts and your worries. Now, God's faithful. And so he's, he's so merciful and gracious with us. He works with us over a lot of things and issues in our, ourselves. Sure. But there are things, though, that he will present to you that you have to... You have to move. You got to move. Yeah, you have to move. You got to move. And in order to move timely with God, you're going to have to be able to discern that it is him. Yeah. You know, and so this is really the, the, the gist of what the Spirit of God was, was speaking to me this week. And if you want to know more about it, you can go back and listen to Wednesday night's uh, midweek service on Christ Nations. Uh, church at Christ Nations Church on our YouTube channel, or you can go back and listen to the to the live on my Facebook page. But it's really, I believe with all my heart, God is trying to sharpen or hone His children's ability to know His voice Amen. and to know when He's doing something in their lives, because God's will is His will. Mm-hmm. And I, I know we say that a lot of times, but I don't think we we think enough about that. That God's will is his will, meaning it's what he wants. God's will is not, that. 
It's not what you want, what's going to make you happy, and his will is what makes you happy. Yeah, it's going to be a blessing to you, no doubt. But no, God's will is his will. It's what he wants. It's what pleases him, right? And so in the process of communicating his will to us to carry it out in the earth, um, we have to develop the ability to be able to discern him. Now, let me, let me talk a moment about discernment, dear, and then I want you to kind of just jump in and, and share what's on your heart. Um, because I felt like this was important to address. Most of the time, when you hear people talk about discernment, it's always associated with something negative or the detection of evil, mm-hmm. right? If, if I were to use the phrase, use discernment, in any conversation with anybody, I'm, I would venture to say 95% plus. Yeah, it implies something ominous is getting ready to... It implies something <laughs> ominous. It implies that I'm needing to sidestep or avoid something. Mm-hmm. It, it implies that I should be aware, right? right? And so when you use dis- discernment in that context and in that association so often people begin to see discernment merely for that purpose, mm-hmm. right? It's always something wrong, something evil. But discernment is not primarily for avoiding the bad, even though we do right. avoid the bad by discerning. But primarily, spiritual discernment is for apprehending the good. Amen. It's not just for avoiding the devil, it's for apprehending the Father, it's for knowing the Father. My discernment, my, the priority in my life when it comes to my discernment should be about following my Father. Amen. I am not a child of the devil anymore, so I could care less. He, he doesn't interest me as much. <laughs> my interest now as a child of, of God is to know my Father, mm-hmm. to know his voice, to know his leading, to know where he's guiding to know when he's doing something, to know when a presentation has been made to me from him, to know when a person is in my life sent by him, to know my father's hand, to know my father's heart. That's what spiritual discernment is for. So when I'm sharpening, developing my spiritual discernment, I need to make sure that top priority, it's all about knowing God. Mm -hmm. It's about knowing my father. Because if I go down this road of identifying demons and devils and evil spirits, Mm -hmm. and and the only time I think about discernment is I'm thinking about something negative and wrong, well, I'm not going to walk in the genuine article. Right. Right. Because everything begins with God. If you go in, and I talked about this in the message, if you go and you look at what Paul writes to the church at Colossae and the church at Ephesus, um, the book of Ephesians, book of Colossians, he talks about them having the eyes of their understanding enlightened that they may know what is the hope of their calling, the riches of the glory of their inheritance in the saints. He tells the church at Colossians that they may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that they may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, pleasing, right? Increasing in the knowledge of God. So his prayers for insight, revelation, discernment, if you would, for the churches, all centered around them being able to apprehend God. It wasn't about the devil. It was about God. Because if I know God, knowing the devil becomes very easy. It's like if I am fully acquainted with a genuine $20 bill, (laughs) right, what it is, what characteristics, all of the little intricacies that are inside of that dollar bill that the government puts in the real thing. If I know that, then a counterfeit sticks out to me like a sore thumb. 
But if I'm unaware of the genuine, then I'm going to have a difficult time discerning that that is false. And so our discernment has to be keenly focused in on knowing God. Amen. You know, Amen. and I thought that was very important to 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 address first, because before we move forward in any type of teaching or talking about discernment, let's make sure we know why we're we're sharpening our discernment in the first place. But you're also talking about changing your overall posture. Right. We can have an identity mm-hmm. within Christ that we're always on the defensive. And if you're Absolutely. always on the defensive, then then you're constantly ceding ground, at least mentally um, to the devil in some way. Right. Because I have to be careful of. Him. What he's trying to do, or yeah. what what he's ang- what his angle is, yeah. as opposed to living on victory side, which says, "Well, he's already defeated. I've already overcome. Mm. So there's really not a whole lot that I have to do to arm myself in in defense of myself, as much as it is in offense of wanting to take ground and have what God told me that I could have. Yeah, you know what I mean. No doubt about it. The gates yeah. of hell shall not prevail against the church. Right. That is right. that that speaks or defines a church as being in an offensive position. Absolutely. Right. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Lay hands upon the sick. Cast out devils. I mean, that's yeah. all offensive. <laughs> none yeah. of that. None of that is reactionary. He never says ask <laughs> and see if you can have permission to yeah, go into ne- all the world. Never. Be careful. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Authority means access. His yeah. name is a, has authority. So we. Go Go in that name. And so it puts us on the offensive. And so that that's so so good that we're not living in that that posture of constantly, you know, thinking about the devil, but really how to apprehend God. Absolutely. And one of the things, man, while we were talking about this, one of the, the stories that really jumped off at me was in the book of First Kings, chapter 19, when when Elijah comes and he throws his mantle on Elisha. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you have to picture this because Elisha is in the the field plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, right? And he's out there plowing in the field. And Elijah comes by, throws his mantle on him. And, and according to the word of God, evidently, Elijah doesn't really even break stride because the Bible <laughs> says Elisha runs after him. Right. So that means whatever Elijah did, he did it and kept it moving. Mm-hmm. So it, there was no, he didn't stop and try to explain right. what he was doing. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Yeah, he right. just threw it on him and he kept it moving. So Elisha runs after him and says to him, let me first, let me, let me, let me go and, 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 and let, I will follow after you is what he says. I want to follow after you. And Elijah says to him, what have I done to you? He says, so he says, first, let me go back. And he says, well, go back, because what have I done to you? Mm-hmm. And it almost as though, you know, you, you acting like you didn't just throw this, <laughs> this, <laughs> you acting like you just didn't throw this mantle on right. me. And I didn't just feel some kind of way when it hit me, right. <laughs> you know. But anyway, to make a long story short, to follow through the story, Elisha goes back, uh, takes the oxen, cooks them, feeds the people, his family, evidently those he was with, breaks up the 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 plow sets the stuff on fire and everything. And then he leaves and runs after Elijah hmm. to be Elijah's assistant, to be his minister, to minister unto Elijah because Elisha had divine recognition. Amen. Elisha had spiritual discernment. Yeah. He recognized this was a destiny and life altering moment. Mm-hmm. That this wasn't just anything, and he refused to be, he refused to be denied 
yeah. about it. He refused to. Because he followed to, through, right? I yeah. Mean, even towards the end when Elijah was leaving and Elijah was like, no, go ahead and turn back. Yeah. He had told him, just just go ahead and go back. And Elisha was like, no, I'm going to stay with you. He walked all, he was going to see him go. He was going to see it all <laughs> the way. He was going to walk all the way through. <laughs> and he got a double portion as a as a result of Ooh, that. Ooh, didn't he get a yeah. double portion? And and it, and that's the thing that I was trying to convey. And this is what the Spirit of God was trying to get across to us here. Divine recognition. Divine recognition. The ability to know when God, is, he's propositioning you. Hmm. When God is offering something to you. When God is introducing you into a new room, a new, a new place, a new space, a new, uh, something that he has planned for your life. Because so many people uh, miss opportunities. You know, I also like what you said on Wednesday about mm. how we can assume that it's going to be, you know, something big. You know mm. what I mean? Versus oh, no doubt about for it. Elisha, like you said, to do all that he did in response to something as simple as somebody basically throwing a coat on him, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> for him to stop everything and to follow says everything about Elisha, really, and, and his posture toward God, because he did have divine recognition. Yes, he did. And he was willing to move out in something that seemed so mundane. It yeah. wasn't... Bombs he was he was going to serve. He was just going to serve. He was going to serve yeah. him. And he was content with that. Yeah. He, he was, he was very much content with that. Then you fast forward to the New Testament and you see Jesus with the disciples. And to me it's it's really just as dramatic because Jesus comes up to uh we know in, in Matthew four, he comes up to Peter, he comes up to Andrew, and he says, Follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Mm-hmm. And he says this to others as well. And, of course, Levi sitting at the receipt of customs Absolutely. as a tax collector, and he Absolutely. says, follow me. Cleaning their nets. Yeah. Doing, the, you know, these men are in the are middle of a mundane in, yeah. routine, something they do all the time, every day. It's life. Right. And Jesus just interrupts that with an invitation. But we have no record of him preaching to them why they should follow, how, you know, what they just, they, they were able to recognize, I'm going to do it. Right. I'm going to follow. I'm going, I'm going to follow. And Levi was so, he was so uh, impressed by it. Levi threw him a party. Mm-hmm. Levi threw him a gathering in his home and had Jesus come. And, and, and it was just one of these moments when these men had divine recognition. And, and they understood that this was a God moment in their lives. How? They, I don't, we know it was the Holy Spirit, okay? Mm-hmm. And we know it was Jesus. We know it was the prophet Elijah and God's will for Elisha to serve in his room. We know it was God, but there is a lot that is God's will that never gets fulfilled in people's lives, right? right? And this is why it's important to have divine recognition because mm-hmm. people think if, if it's for me, then it's just for me. But you've got to recognize it. Yeah. You know, it's not, God doesn't just overcome your life and your will to right. do his will in your life. Like eventually you're just going to stub your toe. and. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're just going to fall into it. It'll, it'll just happen. Uh, no, you have to be willing yeah. to do the will of God. You have to be open to the will of God. Because one of the things that we, we don't, we kind of superimpose a certain uh, mindset over Scripture when we read. Because we almost act as though none of these men had a choice. You know, it's kind of like when we read it, you know, and then we read it almost like every character in the Bible, especially those that are considered prophets or those who have a book that bears their name, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and so forth, Peter. We think these men are like stars, like they were special, but they were just people. They were just men, just people living their life, just going about their everyday life, and they had a choice. I remember when Jesus comes to the rich young ruler, and he's got so much money 
and he walks away sorrowful because of all that he has because it's difficult for him to to grasp the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Well, you see, here's an invitation into the kingdom of God being issued to him by Jesus. Right. But yet he's got so much that it's preventing him from having divine recognition. You see, and this is why it's very important, man, I'm telling you, for, for every child of God listening to this, to understand that God's will is so good and God's will for you is a good, is a good plan for your life, hmm. but you're going to have to be willing to recognize it. Amen. You're going to have to have your ears open. You're going to have to be willing to move when he moves you. You're going to have to be willing to say yes when he propositions you to do this, that, or the other. And if we don't cultivate that discernment, you know, God can come, an opportunity can be presented, God can be doing something, and we not even see it, but right? I also love the fact that it really, if we think about it as an invitation, then I think it changes the way that we approach it, as opposed to it being some type of like divine mandate that God mm -hmm. has for our lives, as much as it is, like you're saying, an yeah. invitation. And how many invitations do we receive to do all kinds of things, right? Birthday parties, baby showers. <laughs> and you get that yeah. invitation and you slide it on the counter like, I I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> I'll going. send them a gift, but I'm not going, right? I'm busy. Um, yeah, yeah, I've got other things to do. And it's the yeah. same thing that God is so gracious to us that he, he only... He only offers, he proposes, he does not overrun mm. or, you know, the things that he has for us, it is absolutely good. But if you don't recognize his goodness, and if you're not willing to recognize his goodness, then he's not going to force you to, you no, know, he's not going to force you to, to get in line with what he wants you to do. So I just think if we, if we had that mindset that, you know, how flippant we can be sometimes with invitations, mm. period, in our lives, and not really see any value to it. But mm -hmm. there are divine invitations that he gives us. And are we that do we use that flippancy or apply that same flippancy to what to what God offers? Mm, it's so true, because the thing about it is, you know, the scripture and it says that uh, in Romans eleven twenty nine, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. That mm -hmm. word calling means to invite. Mm -hmm. It's an invitation. Yeah, it's an invitation like anything else. And he does. The father does proposition us because we have a we have a free free moral agency. We have a will. So we can decide what to do and not do. And this is why having spiritual discernment is so important, because sometimes we can turn down things that are invites from God. We can turn down opportunities. Yeah. We can turn down relationships. We can turn down um, invitations to do something, start something. Sometimes if we don't have discernment, we'll miss God telling us to stop something. <laughs> he's telling you, don't do that, stop, don't do it. But we, we continue on anyway because we don't have the discernment. And once again, and I, I go back to the top of this, if, you, if your orientation to discernment is negative, you don't realize how important it is when it comes to hearing God because right. this, is, this really is what it's all about, right? And so these instances in Scripture, along with many others, you could, we could go through several others, and I, I use some in the, in the Bible study on Wednesday, where people had this ability to recognize God, mm -hmm. this posture of heart before God, but to also, hear him yeah. and to walk with him and to know I need to do that. Right. right. I was just going to say, but you also know that they obviously had a a certain amount of humility, right, that made that, well, you have to. Made that possible. Because if I was sitting there cleaning my nets thinking, I just want to go home. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've been out here all day. 
I'm Ain't not trying to follow truth. you anywhere. <laughs> I'm frustrated or I had a good day, I had a bad day. And what I'm saying is if I'm seeped in the flesh, mm. if I'm just ate up with it, mm. then it's very difficult for me to even identify anything that looks like an invitation because for me, it's all about me. And that's what the yeah. flesh is, right? It's just, it's pride gone to seed and it's all about my needs, wants, desires, inconveniences and whatnot. No doubt about it. man. And, and that's so true because... You know, the Bible tells us in Romans 8 that the carnal mind is enmity against God. Mm. So if, I'm, if I am so wrapped up in my carnality, my feelings, my emotions, um, I'm going to miss him. I'm going to miss him just like not having a, a, a radio is causing me to miss all of the signals in the broadcast that are going on right now. Yeah. Right? And, and it's important for us to, to make sure that we know that because, like I said, a lot of times we think... It ought to just, or it's kind of gonna kind of just happen, mm-hmm. but no, it's it it requires my sensitivity, my humility to be in that posture and in that position to say, oh, that's God, I need to do I that. I need to do it, right? right. I mean, right. I think you were about to share something. Yeah, here. no, uh, this is First uh, Corinthians two verse fourteen. It says, "But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit mm. of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them." Mm. So if I'm again, if I'm all in my flesh. I can't even receive things. I won't know the things of God. To me, they're foolish because they're spiritually discerned. Yeah. So I have to be walking in step with the Spirit yeah. to be able to discern them. Got to do it. No, 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 no offense, buts about it. And you know, here's a, here's a funny thing, because when you're in the flesh, uh, you're, you're ambitious you have drive, right? There are mm-hmm. things you want to do. There are things you want to have, Absolutely. things you want to attain. Um, and in the flesh, <laughs> it's not only that you will, you will miss God, but you sometimes will go on in the flesh and call our flesh God. <laughs> you know, it's like we, we, <laughs> we missed him because we haven't been in any type of position to really hear what he's leading us to do, and we go on in our own creations. We made our own agreement. Oh, we made our own, our <laughs> like, own stuff. We got our yeah. own machinations. We created our own stuff and we're doing our own thing. Yeah. And we kind of call that God, right? Mm-hmm. Because it, it lines up with, with fulfilling my desires and what I want. But no, 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 no. Man, you want to be in a position to hear your father's voice. Yeah. And, and when you hear from God, here's the thing. When God speaks to us, peace will come with it. Amen. When he speaks to us, this is the only way I know how to describe, describe it to you. It will register in your heart as something you ought to do. God never reasons with us. He doesn't speak to the head. Right. Like it's not a whole long... Uh, Back and forth. Yeah, it's yeah. not some long diatribe. Mm-hmm. No, he speaks to the heart. He illuminates the spirit, and it registers as something you ought. It it it's right. right in your heart. It's right. I should do this. Mm-hmm. That's what I should do. It's like being in the middle of a of a of a, a confrontation with somebody, and that voice in you says, "You need to forgive." Mm-hmm. You just it doesn't come with anything more elaborate than that. You just know you ought to forgive, and it just sits on you till you forgive. <laughs> <laughs> it sits on you till you apologize. It sits on you till you make peace and make it right. It yeah. doesn't come with a whole lot of fanfare. It's just God's voice. God's leading of something you ought to do. Now, Satan 
con- contrary to that, when he speaks to us, when he's pressing us, every proposition of the devil is what I call front-loaded. Like, mm-hmm. so he comes at you, and everything is promised immediate. Absolutely. It's like immediate gratification. Uh, it's full of a lot of, of a, a lot of imagery that 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 really really appeals to your desires and your wishes and your wants, and he puts pressure on the flesh, mm-hmm. right? Whereas God doesn't do that. He speaks to the spirit. So sometimes God will speak to you to do something that there is no carnal, natural support for or why evidence. you should do it yeah. or evidence at the time. Yeah. But you know you ought to. Mm-hmm. Like you know you should start now. Right. But it's like, God, I don't really have the, the people, the network. And he's like, on your heart is like, you need to start the business. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's peace. You have peace about it. It's easy. There's no anxiety. There's no, there is no strife or no, no, no strain about it. It's something you know you ought. And mm-hmm. so you just start to do it, but you don't have anything around you. You're like, I don't know anybody. So you get up here in your head about it, and you think, I don't know anybody. I don't know who to call. And all. But God is saying, do it. Yeah. And so you step out and you do it. And if you stay faithful to it, God, <laughs> he will cause it to come to pass in his way, in his time, apart from all of that stuff you think you need in the natural. Amen. Because the natural can become a snare. You know, people don't really think about that. They, they look at the natural and say, well, I, I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. How many people have looked out at the natural and said, oh, I got this, this look good, that look I'm good, ready. I'm ready. <laughs> they go, they step, and off the cliff they fall. Yeah. And it's like, man, every, I don't know what happened. Here they come, I don't know what happened. It just, everything looked good, and I was, and it was, it looked right, but that's because it looked right, but was it something you ought to have done? Hmm. See, God speaks definite. Yeah. God's voice is never, ever... It's a knowing. It's not a guessing. Oh, that's it. It's a it's knowing, knowing. not, not a, a guessing. Yeah. It's a knowing, not a reasoning. Yeah. It's a knowing, not a contemplating. Yeah. It's a knowing. The, the, the anointing we have from him abides in us, and we no. know all things. All things. It's yes. a knowing in the heart. And like I said, it, it comes with peace, and it's going to come with uh, understanding, and it's going to come with that knowing Amen. you ought to do this, and it'll be right. And, uh, and so it's important to know that because when discerning God's plan for your life, you'll need to pay attention to that when you meet people. I, I, got, I, don't, I don't mind telling people all the time, when we met and when we talked, we went out on our first date, I knew. It wasn't a guess. Mm-hmm. Now, I got in my head over it. <laughs> We won't talk about it. <laughs> we won't talk about it. We got to be transparent. Tell the people everything. Uh-huh. But no, but no, I got in my head over it. Mm-hmm. And I got in my mind over it and got in my emotions over it. And it just caused me to elongate the process longer than necessary d- throughout the dating process because I was in my head. But my heart, I knew the whole time. I just knew it. And I believe you knew it. Mm-hmm. We just knew. And it, was, it, it wasn't anything we forced. And it wasn't anything we tried. We weren't trying to fit with each other. We weren't trying to get along with each other. We mm-hmm. weren't trying to make this happen or that happen. We just came together, and it was like, boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we, we came together and had such a connection that was so unforced. It could be nothing other than grace. That's the only way I could describe it. So it was a God moment. It was something that I knew this was a presentation from God. 
that I was safe to choose you and you were safe to choose me. Mm -hmm. And over 15 years, it's proven so, and I believe it will prove so for another 50 or 60 until we see Jesus. You know it. <laughs> you like, you ain't going no. You better not Sunken try to go. cost here, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth, though. It's yeah. so true. And that same knowing, that same witness of the Spirit is carried over into every other avenue of life. Amen. Even when we decided to start having children, we knew it's time for us to start having children. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 you have to follow him. That's why being led of the Spirit, as many as are led, they are the sons yes. of God. Yes. Living this life of divine recognition, living this life of spiritual discernment, I'm telling you, it will steer you around so many potholes, yeah. so many pitfalls. And life has them. Everybody, we've, we've all bumped our head into a lot of stuff here or there every now and again. It's just life. But I'm <laughs> telling you, when you really dial in to what the Spirit of God is leading you to do, He will lead you around so many of those things, and He will save you so much time yeah. and money and heartache <laughs> and sleepless nights. He will save you from all of those things when you're able to listen yeah. to that voice. I believe you, you were going to. No, I just, just amen to all of that. You know, that God, he leads us beside still waters. And, mm. you know, the devil's all about getting in the rapids to get there fast. This yes, is, the, is. This is the fastest way. You know what I mean? No it's doubt. the bumpiest. It's, it's the most lethal. It's the most damaging. You won't be no the same doubt. person when you get there. You just <laughs> can't, you can't even enjoy it. If you, if enjoy you get it. there, you can't even enjoy it. <laughs> you ain't even, you're missing a leg and an eye, and it's just been a rough journey. You know what I mean? Oh, man. And that is so not God's way. So I just, you know, just so amen, amen to all of that. Because really what it is is a submission of our lives to his leading and allowing him to captain the ship. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to try to be the captain as much as, you know, we had that poem, I'm the captain of my fate, I'm yeah. the whatever. But I don't want to be that because I can't, I don't have insight. Mm -hmm. I don't, I can't look out and say what's going to happen in two weeks or no. two years. So I have to trust that Jesus has my best interest at heart and he knows what's going to happen one second from now. So yeah. I'm just going to rest in that and I'm going to follow him. You have to, man. And I'm telling you, my heart, and I tell you, my heart for people in this week, it, it has been on me, and I believe, like I said, prophetically. And prophetically, when I say prophetic, I'm not trying to say I'm predicting something for the future. Uh, when I'm saying prophetic, I'm saying something that has come uh, enlightened and inspired by the Holy Spirit in the moment that is relevant for people's lives right now. Mm -hmm. uh, all this week, I know ministering to my church, ministering to uh, people on live stream, on this podcast, this subject is for people listening right now. Yeah. That Father God is wanting us to sharpen and hone our ability to hear his voice because evidently there's something he wants to accomplish in us. Or number two, there's something we've gone off course on and needs to be corrected, right? Or number three, there is something Satan would want to do that he wants to cause us to avoid. Mm -hmm. But in either of those three, the Father's intention is good. Amen. His will is good. But we have to be willing to do our part, that is to recognize our Father. And I'm telling you, if we'll do this in life, if you'll wake up every day, make your first prayer, your first, your first thought, Father, you like we 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 sang that song. Jesus take the wheel. It's like no. Jesus get the whole car. You just 
Just here, I will. I will get in the back seat. <laughs> I will strap up like a child. Right. Okay, you hear me, Jesus? This is your car. Mm. You got the wheel. You got everything. Okay. And just, I will follow you where you lead. And don't be afraid, people. When you when you say you know, follow God, submit yourself to God, people think God is going to lead them to the jungles of of Tibet or something. <laughs> Like he is, he's about to take their life in some direction that is going to be so hard and unfulfilling. But you see the negative connotation, the, the oh, negative absolutely. orientation we have. That's is like, religion, though, right? Like, yeah, exactly. Like God is good. His will is good. Now, why do we get out of that? Submitting to his will is going to be bad. Yeah. Like what about that? He created you for his purpose. For you to walk in the purpose and plan he has for you, it can't possibly be unfulfilling. You're wired for it. It's going to touch every part of you that he created for his purpose and his divine plan. So it's going to be fulfilling. It's going to, it's going to make use of the gifts he gave you. It's going to make use of the talent you have. It's going to make use of you, right, in your fullest capacity. When you follow God, he is not going to lead you down. But see, this is also why you have to cultivate that relationship and intimacy with him outside of a big decision, right? You can't wait mm. until I have a big decision. And That's then I'm so like, ooh, true. I'm going to pray. Ooh, I'm going to read my Bible. Oh, I'm going to church. I'm about to get, get you know what I mean? Because it's just not it's, going to work for you. It's not going to work. But if you've been in a posture of relationship and just finding mm. your affirmation and your wholeness from him, then to me, it makes it very easy for you to know when he speaks to you, right? Because right. I, I've spent time with him. I know what his voice sounds like. I know what it looks like. Mm. He's already given me a preview in here. Yeah, I might not have it out there, but I have it in here. Mm. So when it comes, it's very easy to say, okay, Lord, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to follow that. And that's so true. And I'm, I'm going to say this and then I'm, I'm going to hush. I'm going to let you, you guys get back to your Friday. But it's important to know that when God leads many times, He's not going to start with something big and super consequential. Oh, no. It's going to be small. No, no, no. It's going to be something small that gets you used to his voice, that gets you to train you in trust, Mm -hmm. to train you in hearing, to train you in knowing his voice. And and it's important. Now, hear me, child. It's important that all of us, and I'm talking to everybody. When I say everybody, I'm including myself, my wife, it's important for all of us as children of God to be honest about where we are in our development, mm-hmm. right? The last thing you want to do is act as though you're further than you are with God. Yeah. Because acting further than you are isn't going to move him at all. He, he's, <laughs> he knows. Yeah. He knows if I'm in first grade over something. So he's not going to be talking fifth grade uh, academics with me and fifth grade arithmetic with me if he knows I'm in first grade on it. Yeah, that's not how he works. And I can act like I'm much further along. Yeah, I can like, oh, I just know, I just hear. We need to get really honest because the thing about following God's voice in our lives is it bears fruit. It does. So I'll be able to look at the fruit in my life to know whether I followed. This is not a mystery. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't get deep and mysterious and mystical. No, it's, it's, there's fruit that is born from following God in my life. And so he will begin to speak to you in areas that are very much right in your wheelhouse. And here's the thing. If you're faithful there, it will always bloom into much. Amen. 
Always you will. see, you people are always concerned about going worldwide before they go local. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Everybody's everybody's ready. To, everybody's ready to go global and not local. But it is learning. This is just an example, okay? But it's learning the local voice of God yeah. in order to hear the global voice. Yeah. It's learning him in the small things mm-hmm. in order to know him in the big things. People want to raise the dead, but they can't hear God give 20 extra dollars in an offering. Ooh. Stay where you... I'm serious. God is always training his children. Always. He is forever, but he's always training us on a level that sometimes we think we're greater than. Yeah. And we're not. Like, this is so remedial for me. Yeah. It's like, like if he's on your heart to start serving more, your husband, to start serving your children... To, mm-hmm. to get plugged into your church better, to start being faithful in your attendance, more faithful in your giving, more faithful in whatever, more faithful in your taking care of your body, whatever it is, that's God too. Amen. So we don't skip over those things the Father is leading us to do. We, we don't skip over divinely recognizing that is his will for my life and then move into building some multi-level, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, massive thing that, that represents the glory of God. No, that's something that appeals to us and our egos, mm-hmm. makes us feel good about ourselves, makes us feel like we've done something. No, follow him right where you are. Because I'm telling you, when you learn that voice in that small space, in that small place where it's not as consequential, you're going to be able to hear him in the big things. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to hear him in the, in the great things. I'll never forget this, and then I'm going to close. The late Kenneth e. Hagan gave this example, such a man of God in, in, in his teaching. And he gave the example of one time struggling to give a preacher a certain amount of money. Now, of course, back in his time, you know, giving 10 or $12 was a lot of money. That was yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. Some people's, their whole weekly income wasn't much more than that. Mm-hmm. So he was, he was impressed by God to give a man, I think, $12, a visiting evangelist, a minister. Now, he didn't know that this visiting evangelist, a minister, was struggling. He found out later that he didn't have any money to even get his family any Christmas gifts. But God was on him. You need to give him this money. Mm-hmm. And so he eventually obeyed, gave the young man his money, found out that God had used him to be a blessing to him. Then later on, there was a woman on her deathbed that he had been called to the, to, to the home to pray for. And uh, the Spirit of God gave him some instructions while they were praying for this woman. who was She was about to pass away. Right. And um, the Spirit of God gave him some instructions that he carried out in the room with his wife and some other women who came to pray with her. And uh, to make a long story short, the woman was raised off of her deathbed, got healed, set free, just gloriously healed, yeah. and, and rescued from death. And the Spirit of God said to him upon leaving that event, if you hadn't have obeyed me with that $12, I couldn't have used you here. Wow. Because, see, it's the same God. Yes. You don't get to tell God no in the small and then yes in the big. <laughs> We, we're, we're not wired that way, that God is a fateful God. So why would he allow us to skip over things? He won't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. No, he doesn't. he doesn't. He trains us right where we can hear, right where we can grow and learn his voice, learn trust, and then he will begin to increase what he uses us to do. And this is an important thing, and I, I did not want to close this without it because th- this is what this is all about moving us into much. Mm -hmm. God is trying to move us into greater. 
move us into much. But he's, he's arresting us because he knows we've got to cultivate our spiritual discernment so that we can know when he's speaking to us and when he's leading us. Right. Amen. But that's also why Brother Hagin can say that success is always the result of following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right. And that is true success. That's why we can't measure it by the outward or what what men would praise or what people think is. But success to God and success for, for us in following him is my ability to always follow his leading do exactly what he told me to do, Man. whether that was to, you know, put water in pots and, you know, just do what exactly. he says. Just Whatever do he says to you do. Just do it. Do it. Man, I tell you, I just, I want to pray. Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm led by the Spirit of God right now to pray for those of you who are watching this, that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened, Amen. that the eyes of your heart will be open to the plan and purpose of God for you. That for maybe for a long time you've kind of you've kind of been circling God's plan for your life. You never really landed on it yet. You've kind of just been circling it, and uh, it's because there's yet a few things, the things you don't discern, don't understand. But my prayer for you right now is that the eyes of your understanding are open to God's will, God's plan for you right now. Because I believe with all of my heart, this word is for those who are listening. Somebody, if not everybody. For those who are listening, that God is wanting to move us into much, and he's calling us to a time in which we can spend time with him and sharpen our discernment and our ears to hear him, to know him, to know his voice, to move when he wants us to move. And so, God bless you guys. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Uh, If you are so inclined, if you know of people who could stand to be blessed or need to hear this message, share this if you would. Share this with your family. Share this with friends, loved ones, church members, fellow church members, wherever that you believe could stand to hear this word and be encouraged to sharpen their discernment because the Father has something good that is headed your way. God bless you guys. I love you. And until next time, we'll see you on the One Word Podcast.